Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, we told you about the wholesale banking landscape in our conversation with Anex Bank a couple of months back. Now, this time, we are going to turn our attention to look at the retail banking sector, and in particular, the digital retail banking sector. Well, our guest for today is Trust Bank, which is the digital bank backed by Standard Chartered and Fairprice Group. The bank had breached the $1 billion mark in deposits in early May with over 500,000 customers signing up, over 70% of them coming through referrals. Meanwhile, the company also set a goal to become the fourth largest retail bank in Singapore by customer numbers by the end of next year. It also intends to break even by 2025. The question is, how does it intend to do so with a focus on the mass market? And how will it reduce its customer acquisition costs along the way? Well, for more, let's speak to Dwai Panyan Sathu, CEO of Trust Bank. Dwai, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Great to have you on board with us. And Dwai, I'm sure most of us have heard of Trust Bank at some point in time. Some of us might have signed up for an account with Trust. But we really want to hear from you. Take us through your value proposition and business model. So as you said, we are a joint venture between Standard Chartered and NTUC Fair Price Group. Our value proposition is built on three distinct elements. Number one, we are deeply integrated into the NTUC ecosystem. Now, who doesn't shop at fair price? Almost everyone does. Now, if you want to accelerate your link points earning, trust is the only way in which you can do it. But it goes beyond groceries. We're integrated into Kopitiam, we're integrated into the unions, we're integrated into income. So really, it's a one-stop shop for NTUC. But it goes beyond NTUC. Our second pillar is built on transparency. And we'll talk about it later, but we believe that the Singapore banking market sometimes had becomes unnecessarily complex. And we are here to make things really transparent, really easy. And number three, we pride ourselves on innovation and user experience. And we believe that our client experience is setting new benchmarks, not just in Singapore, but globally. So those are the three pillars for us, a strong focus on the ecosystem, number two, transparency, and number three, client experience and innovation. What would you say is your business model then, Dwight? We are a full bank. We started with three products. If you look globally, many digital banks start off only with one product. Sometimes they have just a savings account, sometimes just have just a credit card, sometimes just a lending product. We started with a savings account, we started with a credit card, and we also started offering some insurance products from income. Since then, we have further expanded our proposition and we are expanding in the next few months as well. So we are a full bank and over time you will see us offering almost every product that you expect from a bank. Now, of course, we are digitally native and we have really cutting edge tech and that allows us to operate at a very good cost of operations, which makes us extremely efficient. So that's our business model. And we are very confident that over time we will not just disrupt the banking market, but we will really establish ourselves as a very scale player in Singapore. 
Mm. And let's take a look at your industry positioning, Joy. I understand you've mentioned a little bit earlier. How does Trust Bank differ from your competitors, say uh, GXS Bank, which is backed by, I believe, Grab and Singtel, or Mary Bank, which is backed by C Group? Would you say that your competitors are targeted at a specific demographic? GXS seems to be targeting um, the users of Grab and the gig economy. C Bank might be targeting more of e-commerce users. Trust Bank is targeted at the mass community. Anyone who goes grocery shopping every now and then. What are your thoughts? Trust really is for everyone. In fact, our tagline is that trust is for the everyday us. And what do I mean by that? If you look at yourself and what do you want to do today in today's environment, one of the key things that people are looking for is to bring down their cost of living. And for us, our deep integration into NTUC and the fact that we have a strong proposition at the fair price group allows us to give you real tangible savings. So you can earn up to 21% savings at fair price just by using your trust card. But it goes beyond that. So we have spoken earlier about how we pride ourselves on transparency. And one of the things that we see in the market is that people have or banks have fairly complex products where you have a high teaser rate or you have a promotional rate and clients are quite skeptical. Do I actually earn these rates or do I have to jump through multiple hoops to get that? So taking that learning, we have built a very simple proposition where you know exactly how you can maximize your your savings. But more than that, we have given control of that in your app. So we are the only bank in Singapore which tells you real time how you're progressing against your bonus. Number three, if you look at our user experience, we are really differentiating ourselves in the way you are interacting with the bank. So from the time you start your account opening to the time you have a working credit or debit card in your wallet, it takes you less than three minutes. And you can imagine that's faster than uh, than cooking a, a cup of instant noodles. Mm. And I'd like to take a look at some recent developments surrounding TrustBank. You've announced in May that uh, TrustBank has breached this uh, $1 billion mark in deposits, right? Uh, that's in early May, around uh, half a million signups. Card balances have grown 5.9 times since uh, launch till March this year. How did you achieve that milestone? What is your secret sauce, if I may ask? Thank you. We are very humbled and very privileged to be in this position. And in fact, if I may say so, we now are the fastest growing digital bank in the world. Now, half a million clients in seven months is a large number. But if you look at the market penetration, that's 10% of Singapore who have joined us in the first seven months. And that makes us the fastest growing digital bank anywhere in the world. Now, if you ask me what's the secret sauce, I think it's a little bit of a cliche, but our secret sauce really is how close we are to our clients. I think the only thing that we know is that we don't know everything. Our clients know much better than what we do. So everything that we build, we try to make sure that we work with our clients to understand what is the exact pain point that we can solve and how instead of creating something that already exists, we truly innovate. So let me give you an example. We have recently introduced our supplementary card product. Now, supplementary card has existed in the market for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And people might say that is an existing product category. What's there to innovate in there? But if you look at it very often, even today in other banks, you need to download a form, you need to print it out. Sometimes you need to go and mail it to the banks. So it is quite broken in terms of experience. 
So we took that learning and today we have the only supplementary card solution in the market, which is fully digital. And clients really appreciate that, that this solves their pain point. It makes money man management easier. And it really sometimes you feel that this is so much easier than what I was doing. So that's our secret sauce. Stay close to your clients and continuously innovate. Let's take a look at the profile of your customers or the people who are banking with uh, TrustBank. I understand less than 5% of customers switched over from standard chartered. Uh, so tell us more about that and how uh, cannibalization doesn't seem to be an issue for TrustBank. TrustBank is truly for the everyday customer. As we said, our focus is everyone in Singapore. The mass customer, the clients who may not necessarily have been taken care of by the other banks are the clients for us. And as a result, every demographic in Singapore, from the young to the old, from uh, the mass market to the not so mass market have joined us. And if we look at the, uh, uh, the complementarity with Standard Chartered, these two banks are very complementary to each other. Now, Standard Chartered, of course, is one of the oldest banks in Singapore. They have been here for more than 160 years, and they have a lot of trust and love in the community. But Standard Chartered is really very strong in the affluent and in the wealth management space. And trust is hoping to be very strong in the mass retail space. So if you look at the two positioning, they're very complementary to each other. And in some way, we lean on each other's strengths. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Dwayne Panyansat, who's CEO of TrustBank. And uh, Dwayne, what would you say is the number one trend in the banking sector right now amid the inflationary environment and elevated interest rates? How does it influence the way in which you take your company forward? What is very important for us is that a bank must be able to ride the various economic cycles. Economic cycles will keep on coming. As a new digital bank, we want to establish ourselves in a very sustainable way so that we are here not just for the next five to 10 years, but we are here for the next 50 to 100 years. And so as a result, we are very focused on building a business model, which is number one, sustainable. Number two, which is really, really differentiated. So take today as an example, you spoke about inflation. Who today is not worried about the cost of living? Everyone is. So through our partnership with Fair Price Group, we are able to create for you real tangible savings, savings which really matter to you. And as a result, we are seeing very high engagement levels on our credit cards. For example, our credit cards today are being used upwards of 15 times a month. So it's not just a card which is being used for supermarket sh shopping, but is also being used as a daily use card. Or take another example, travel. Who doesn't travel in Singapore? I think last time we checked, people travel uh, three to four times a year. And maybe after pandemic, it's even more than that. But travel can be very expensive and sometimes without you realizing so. Many cards in the market charge up to 3.5% as a markup fee over the exchange rate. And sometimes clients don't even get to know that because it is not a separate fee that is charged, but is inbuilt within the exchange rate. Trust has zero fees on your overseas transactions. No markup at all. So the rate that you get is very, very close to the rate that you will see on Google. Now, these are real savings for clients. So these are some examples on how we are listening to clients, finding out what's really important to them and trying to make a real difference, tangible difference to their savings. 
Mm, and speaking of tangible uh, savings, dollars and cents, let's zoom in on that, Dwight. To what extent has the digital bank structure allowed you to lower operational costs and provide better interest rates? To what extent do you compete against other industry players on interest rate deposit rates, for instance, or loan rates? Our bank operates on very cutting-edge tech. We have zero legacy. Everything we built has been built in the last two years. So as a result, we have this tremendous advantage that we are not bogged down by legacy systems or needs to continually upgrade just to keep up. So this allows us to have very efficient cost of operations. But in addition to that, it also allows us to innovate very fast. We have worked in uh, more complex organizations, and we know that sometimes turning things around takes time. It's not because that you don't have the right people, you always do, but it's just that the systems just are complex and you require multiple systems to come in line in order to deliver something. For us, the time to market, from the time you speak to your clients to the time you're actually able to do it, it's really, really fast. Secondly, coming to interest rates, what we see in the market today is that there are a lot of complex products. There are a lot of promotional rates. For example, one very popular product in the market offers you a very high savings interest rate but you need to do four or five different steps in order to get there. And no bank offers the client a way to know how he or she is performing against those four or five pillars. The clients are expected to track this themselves. So when we speak to clients, there's a huge skepticism about these products. Clients are not sure that whether they're ever able to achieve those rates that are advertised. So as a result, taking that learning, we built our proposition where we actually offer one of the lowest headline rates in the market. Our headline rates are much lower. But what we compete on and what we position on is that these are actually achievable. Most of our clients are able to achieve those rates and they know how to get there. Number two, we make it very easy for the clients to track. So real time on your app, you know, how far away are you from hitting your bonus? And that makes it very, very transparent. That makes it very, very real to the clients. So we believe that to compete, it's not just the rate that matters, but the way in which you bring it, bring those products, the way in which you make it real and tangible makes a big, big difference. And Dwayne, let's take a look at the road ahead. Trust Bank wants to become the fourth largest retail bank in Singapore by the end of next year. How do you intend to do this uh, while keeping customer acquisition manageable along the way? For now, it seems like your customer acquisition cost is seven times lower than other banks in the country, partly due to referrals. How do you intend to capitalize on that? So we are seeing over 70% of clients joining us as referrals. Now, this we believe is a sustained advantage for us. And as we keep on onboarding more clients, in some way it becomes a virtuous cycle with more clients referring others and we continue to keep up our growth. But of course, we all know that it's also a very competitive environment and we need to innovate and differentiate constantly. We cannot be standing still. So since the time we launched, which was in September of last year, we have actually introduced many innovations since then, which have been very well recognized by clients. So I'll give you two examples. Number one is our travel insurance product. Through our partnership with Income, we are able to bring very attractive travel insurance pricing to clients, but more than that, it is completely integrated into your app. So the way to sign up takes two taps, and this has proved to be very, very popular in the travel season that we saw just now. The second example will be something that we call budget buddies. 
Now, what are budget buddies? Budget buddies effectively is your personal financial management tool. Now, the tool is not uh, very uh, uncommon. It actually exists in almost every bank. But almost everyone offers it in the form of a graph or in the form of a pie chart. And usually people are very bored. And not any, when you speak to clients, people say that it's interesting information, but I never go there because it's so boring and so dry. So taking this learning from clients, we figured out if something is so important, why don't we make it interesting and exciting so that it gives the client a reason to come back and see this. And at the same time, it actually gives them some real information. So we came up with budget buddies, which are these animated characters which grow and shrink in size depending on how you spend. Now, it's the same information, but just displayed in a much more fun and engaging way. And we are seeing huge engagement on this, people coming and looking at it, sometimes having fun, but sometimes getting real information out of it. So we feel that we have innovated significantly and constantly since the time we launched. And we feel that we'll continue to do this in the coming months and coming years, which will really help us in our quest to be the fourth largest bank in Singapore next year. Hmm. And I do want to talk about profitability as well. You do have some profitability targets break even by, I believe it's 2025. On that note, I do understand that banks often follow that 80-20 rule where 80% of the revenue is generated by 20% of customers, mostly high net worth individuals. But this is not the case for you and rightly so given your value proposition. Uh, The question is, how big of a customer base would you then need in order to make up for that revenue that could be generated by traditionally a very small group of high net worth individuals? Singapore actually is a very, very uh, deep and attractive retail banking market. If you look at the total revenue pools in Singapore, while it's a very small market by number of clients, the revenue pool is very attractive and very deep by any standards. So we believe that our proposition, which is built on the mass clients, which is built on the fact of client centricity, on a very strong focus on the ecosystem and bringing you real tangible savings will mean that over time, clients will move more and more of their banking relationships to us. And of course, we will continue to introduce new products. We have seen how since launch, we have brought new insurance products. Very soon, we are going to launch our lending product and more to come. And we feel that with this way, as clients become more engaged, as we get more and more clients on board it, profitability will definitely follow that. And we are seeing very early signs of high levels of engagement on our product. We have seen very high app store ratings, which show how clients are loving our experience. But at the same time, we are also seeing clients using our card over 15 times a month, which really shows that it has very quickly become a daily use card for clients. So this gives us a lot of encouragement and a lot of confidence on our path to profitability. Mm. I know it's just about uh, two months or one plus month since you released that uh, target or that goal. But uh, are you on track to achieving that or are you ahead of your current progress? Uh, What's the status now? We have gotten off to a really good start. As we said that we are now the fastest growing digital bank in the world. And to have 10% of Singapore, and now it's more than 10% of Singapore, joining us in the first seven months of our operation has truly been uh, very, very humbling. So I would say that we are well on the track. And of course, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It's difficult. It is a competitive market. We need to be on our toes. We need to continuously innovate. And we can never forget that the reason we have reached here is because clients have shown us so much trust and so much love. 
And we need to retain that by continuously innovating, continuously differentiating, and making sure that we're listening to our clients. And uh, before we let you go, uh, Dry Trust also wants to expand its suite of offerings to attract more customers, which you mentioned quite a lot about insurance and etc. But what else is in the pipeline? I believe, and I know you have something up for the second half of the year. What can we expect? Any teasers for us? Yeah, I think the building new innovative features and building new innovative products is something that we really pride ourselves on. Very soon, within the next month, we will be introducing our lending proposition, which once again will be very different from the way lending is offered today and will bring to clients real fair lending in a very easy and uh, and user-friendly way. And of course, for the next latter half of the year, you will continue to see even more new products and new experiences. Looking forward to that. Thanks a lot, Dwai. That was Dwai Panyan Sathu, CEO of Trust Bank. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.